friends. <laughs> Hello. We are back with episode 29. And Got it. Yeah. By the time this comes up, um, comes out, my bad, um, it'll be February, I believe, 4th, February 4th, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and we decided that we wanted to talk about Black History Month. So we have a special guest and you dear friend. You skipped over so much. Did I? I yeah. did. I did. I love you, Shivani. Yes. I'm Miranda. That's Shivani. We're Far From Normal, episode 29, like you said, and we have mm -hmm. a special guest. Yes. Would you like to introduce yourself? <laughs> Sure. Uh, yeah. So hello, everyone. My name is Donovan Hill Bush. I am a sophomore political communication studies major and an African-American studies minor at Illinois State University. Yay. Um, <laughs> um, we decided to invite um, Donovan to talk about Black History Month, really, and just kind of talk about everything that's gone down, deconstruct arguments, and just kind of get your opinion and experiences on things. We want to keep this as like an open discussion. So maybe not all the things that me or Miranda say will reflect our personal opinions, but mm -hmm. solely just to get a feel for like what's going on and to discuss things that we don't understand. But um, yeah, and so- Feel free to reach oh. out if you, sorry. You are done. I'm so no, no, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. We're back on Zoom, so it's a little chaotic. Feel free to reach out if um, to our email if you want to discuss anything afterward. Mm -hmm. There you go. Go ahead. Got it. Um, so the last time we met, um, we were you were talking about how you put together an organization right after. Um, I think was it in June? I think right after the um, all the protests went down. Do you want to talk yeah. about how you organized that and how it came about? Yes, so the organization that I am, that is almost official now, we just sent it to the, I guess, student activities, I'm 100% sure what the specific area is called, but we just sent, we just sent our sponsorship from the School of Communication over, and yeah, we'll be, at first, just get this out the way, we will be official, hopefully next week, but the organization I have, I have created is called the Black Communication Association. And it, it will be the home, it will not only just be a home for Black students within Illinois State University School of Com, but it's also, it will be the home of critical discussions, debates, and just like, and just like much needed conversations on Black issues inside and outside our community. Good. That sounds so cool. That sounds um, really cool. Yeah. So like, do you guys like have any, like, uh, do you guys aim to discuss certain things like within like just the black community or do you like involve everyone is it open to everyone it's def it's most definitely open to everyone is although it being a black centered group that doesn't mean that any that other group or other ethnicities are not allowed to join anyone can join the organization because everyone needs to hear these arguments and to hear these conversations and to have an understanding of why certain is why certain issues why certain ideas and thoughts and actions affect us either in a positive or a negative way. So anyone can join, most definitely anybody can join. Mm -hmm. Got it, got it. Um, Miranda, would you, would you like to go? I come oh, um, so did you guys start because of the George Floyd incident? Or were you like thinking about it prior to it? Um, how, like, how did you guys come to be? Uh, everything that happened summer 2020 definitely spurred me on to want to do something about it more so than march on the streets not saying that protesting is a person protesting is a bad thing like we should protest we should protest but 
I felt that after after the time after the time has passed, after the summer's passed, that I had to have had something tangible, I had some sort of tangible, some sort of long-lasting action, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. some, some some sort of long-lasting solution to help get to help make Black students at ISU and outside of ISU in the Bloomington normal area, and hopefully even hopefully even farther than that, feel like they they had a space to where they can express themselves to where they can uh, express their pro- express their problems and what the country is doing to them and what we're doing to each other mm-hmm. positively or negatively and how we can actually solve it. So I created BCA as a solution, not just to not just just because that I wanted to just because I wanted there to be more than just marching on the street and then and then that's it. I I would always say it's like uh, marching like the marching on the street is amazing. The songs, the art, all the art that's been created, uh, everything we do to push forward black to equity and equality and equity for black people is amazing. But when it's like protest, like having it be protesting or songs and whatnot, that's just the attention getter. Like that's the attention getter of that's the attention getter of us of like if we think of it like a speech, walking says so like protest not walking protesting protesting on the streets is just the attention getter and we shouldn't end with the attention getter we still have a lot of body you still have a lot of the body paragraphs to take care of before we can actually get to the conclusion that we want so yeah an expected speech expected speech puns speech analogy i love it uh, i love the metaphors <laughs> so yeah, good a, a speech analogy to all of this but it definitely adds a perspective just like we shouldn't just end with protests we should end with true equality and equity for all people of African descent. Mm-hmm. Got it. So like you're talking about like the body paragraphs. What is that to you? What, is, what does that consist of? Like does it consist of like an education like um, reform reform? Does it got, does it consist of like discussion? Um, yeah, I really agree with like the whole like protest being like the attention getter because I feel like once people like, you know, join the protest are like, all right, my work here is done. I supported them, but then they don't True. follow up with that mm-hmm. and they don't like educate themselves. And yeah, how do you think we should move forward with this? Um, for one, everyone should have the, everyone should have the initiative to want to, to want to destroy it, to want to destroy this systemic, mm-hmm. the, systemic reach, the systemic reach that white supremacy has. They should want to and white supremacy once and for all. And that's not just, like I said, not just from protesting, but like like you said, it can be education. It can be from just like going to discussions, like any of our discussions, if we have any, um, going to those. It can be just getting connected with groups and just like spreading and like just spreading it towards your own homes. If, you, if you're not of African descent and you know that, the, you know that there are biases within your own, pe- your own family, within your own home, amongst people who are, who identify as black or are Af- or who are of African descent, then you should address that immediately. Cause it all starts in the home. A lot of people, a lot of these people, like a lot of these people we saw on Capitol Hill with the Confederate flags and whatnot, and just, and the far right white supremacists we saw, it saw just destroy and just provide a completely unsafe environment inside of our own nation's capital. Um, they weren't just, they didn't just, woke up and just thought, you know what? I want to be a racist today. I just want to be a racist. <laughs> no, that was that was 
uh, years, months, years of just molding from their own family, from their own parents, their parents' views, just finding a permanent spot inside of their own their own psyche to the point where it's just normal. You should want cis by cis, and those body paragraphs are basically whatever you can do to make sure that it's not more. It's just not a norm anymore. Like it's like what Angela David Davis said: in a racist society, it's not enough to be non-racist. We must be anti-racist. That's mm-hmm. where like the education comes in. That's, that's where the books and everything comes in that you want to read. That's it. That comes where you take the classes from your from your black professors teaching teaching you about teaching you about these theories and these ideas. Giving a giving a much needed black lens or Afrocentric lens to a multitude of things. It's from your own initiative. It's from your own initiative to help to help the, the group to help the help the black community. You shouldn't be doing this stuff. You shouldn't be like you shouldn't be virtual signaling, for example. You shouldn't just be doing something just to like satisfy yourself. You should be wanting to help the black community out. You should so your actions should be to make sure that our lives are safer and more equitable than they were before. That's a really good like segue into what I was actually gonna ask. Um, how would you like say for people who do not identify as black that they can support, help, like what's the best form, I guess, of allyship? I would, yeah, I, 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 named, I named them all previously, but also just to remember to, to not take over the movement and I, we've, and you see this through multiple avenues. You see this through, um, you can say this through movies with the white savior tropes you see in multiple movies, mm. where instead and where it's the white, where it's the white person who say who saves the day and that everything everything is all over with. Like it's the mm. white person just take that just takes over the movement and just takes it as their own. That shouldn't that shouldn't that should not be a thing at all. You shouldn't want to take over the movement you should want to help them you should want to help us as much as you can but understand that this is still our, this is still our movement too you should want like you want to help you should want to help out as much as possible but you shouldn't want to just step in front of you should want to step in front of us in the sense that you don't the sense that you forget that this is a black movement like you shouldn't mm-hmm. want us like you realize this is a black movement right you should want us thinking that sort of way where it's where we think that you're just hijacking the movement for your own personal gain. So it's being so be very so you should be very selfless with your actions with this as well. You should want to educate yourself, take the initiative to make yourself a better person and have a better understanding of race issues. And but at the same time, you shouldn't you shouldn't use everything all your knowledge to hijack a movement. And with this and to although your movements, although you're actions might hope might hopefully be that of like of good intention mm-hmm. it can also lead to you oppressing us in a way that you didn't you wouldn't even expect it got it um it kind of leads into like another question miranda and i were thinking about um well i think um a while ago we were approached by a organization that was promoting like the black lives matter just the hashtag and just putting it on different products and they um reached out to us and asked asked us to be like brand ambassadors and so i did a little research into it and they were allegedly like not black owned they were organized by people who didn't identify as black do you think that takes away from like the message or just like as you said like hijacks the movement in any way do you see any harm in someone doing that 
there definitely can be a lot of harm in doing that, especially sure. when the money, like when you look at when you look up the look up the brands, like you look up like mm-hmm. why they have this, or instead of like it's like to help out, like let's say for example, you want to help out like free like one of free like political prisoners or something like that. You want to free, you want to help like help free people who are wrongly incarcerated and whatnot to help just to help like to help people help get bail money for protesters for example they're sitting money for they're putting bail on so, on so high rates such very high rates for black lives matter protesters when like when it's like when you're giving very small sentences to people who insurrected capitol hill like after the hill so money can't so money def so many definitely helps out a lot and it's not just, and I can tell it's not just with that company. Either. company either. You can see a lot of big, you see a lot of big name products. You can, you see, well, the, the NFL, ironically, you see like even Pokemon, like it's like sharing posts that's sharing posts that's like, let's say like Black Lives Matter, like we are with you, we're here to support you, but their intentions aren't, but you can tell that rather than being multi-million dollar conglomerates, their intentions are probably not for the best. They're, you need, so it comes, so it comes to like, you being able to identify, as you did, you did the research, which is very commendable, commendable of you, by being able to identify, like, are they for us? Are they actually for us? Or are they just doing this to, like, attract a certain dollar? Like, we, like, we know the Black dollar is powerful. It's very powerful. We spend lots and lot. We spend lots and lots of money. And by them wanting to put, like, maybe a Black face or, like, this Black, or, like, a Black idea, or, like, Black Lives Matter, on their product, they know that they know they're going to attract some people because people, because either black people want to show want to show that well their lives matter per se, or even people of other ethnicities and other and other like sexual orientations and spiritual and other spiritual orientations among many other things want to show their solidarity. So they want to buy their product. Of course, they want to buy the Black Lives Matter product, product even if, even though they don't know it's white owned because they want to be able to support. They want to show them like we support you, we support you. In reality, they just gave like maybe two, three, four, five dollars to a company that's just, that's not going to do anything with the money that will help out the Black Lives Matter movement, or rather they're just going to like keep the money into themselves and just make some more and more money off of just, off of the hard or the hard money of people who actually legitimately think that they're doing something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you, if you get what I'm saying, like if I'm, if I'm, if I'm starting to confuse no, or anything, let me know, let me know. Yeah, no, no, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And it just and it, it I feel like that sort of like information gets lost in a lot of like when we do research and like what companies and like what their intentions are. It's really hard to tell. And I feel like a lot of people get misguided by like what they're trying to do here. Um so another oh do you go ahead. I wanna just like ask a follow-up question. Would you like argue with people who say that like because there's people who say all like you know all media is good media like even when like white companies or companies that do things to like make consumers like their product even though they're only doing it for money like would you say white people saying posting things about black lives matter it does get like attention and stuff would you say that the people who say that it's worth the attention even though they're a bad company are mistaken i feel like i did not explain that well Oh yeah, could you could you elaborate that a little further? Shimani, could you explain <laughs> what I'm trying to say? Um, we talked about this earlier. We did talk about it earlier, so I I don't I'm 
also not very good at articulating things, so we will do our best. <laughs> but, um, but I think what she was trying to say was that, um, so if even if companies are putting, like showing their solidarity and selling products that are promoting Black Lives Matter, do you think that is doing more harm than good? Because there's an argument saying that even though it's not necessarily promoted by the Black community, it's still getting the message out there. So is it technically bad? Is it harmful? Like, how would you respond to that? Is that what you were saying, Miranda? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that's very, that's actually a very good question. That's a very good question. In a way, you can't, in a way, I'm not, I can't, I'm not saying I don't see the benefit at all of it. Like, I don't see the benefit of, like, getting, a, getting like, Black Lives Matter, like, letting people know, like, hey, Black Lives Matter. They do. And our company supports that. So here, we're going to put a, we're going to put a Black Lives Matter uh, emblem on like our on like our cup or something like that you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's like there is there is good there is good with there is good with that because like they're still like they're showing like their solidarity to a movement well just as you did but that like you like what you just did you researched and you saw that like well they're not doing anything to help out the black community with this money they're not giving it to any black organization or anything like that or any grassroots organization to help make black to help make black lives easier to help make black lives easier to live so it's good so yeah it's it is it's in i guess good intention maybe good intention but if you see that like they're not doing anything to actually help us out with the money with by having this product up or they're giving or they're like doing the exact opposite. They're they're giving their money, but they're giving their money to an organization that has proven time and time again that well black lives, well, black lives are just mon are just monetary. They're not they're not actual human lives. They're just people, they're just things that can give them money that can help support them. Or like a company that just straight up just disagrees with it. This is disagrees with the sentiment that Black Lives Matter. That's when the that's when the real damage happens. That's when a lot of the real damage happens and when it becomes more so of a facade. So it's just being able to, being able to, to figure out what company is legitimate and what company is putting up a facade to seem as legitimate. Mm -hmm. yeah. That makes sense. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of going on a, like a similar uh, uh, direction direction thank you exactly. <laughs> um i know there's like a huge one of the bigger arguments is that like the black lives matter organization as a whole is i like this is based off research but like it's it's too politicized and that they are doing it like for a liberal agenda and that's the, like how they like i don't know i've done a little research on like how like the tr twitter hashtags um like hashtag black, black lives matter kind of made like a spike during election time do you think that do you think, mm, how do I word this? Um, I feel like think, the way I perceive it, the question that you're thinking mm -hmm. of is like, do politicians take advantage of the movement to get votes? Mm -hmm. Right? Is that, is it like, yeah, what, is that yeah, what, yeah. What, I mean, I guess, what go with? no, 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 go ahead. I mean, I was, blah, blah, blah. okay, let me start over again. Um, <laughs> do you, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm like kind of nervous. You're good, so like, you're good. Whew. Okay. Um, do you think the Black Matters or Black Lives Matter organization is too politicized? Do you think that like how they're trying to get the message across to the mass is so like? Do you think the way that they're um, like trying to tell, give people that message is 
more for like black votes versus like human rights? Do you think they focus more on like votes? Like, do you think there's any elements of truth in that? So if I, if I get it correctly, what you're asking is that, do I think that politicians use the phrase Black Lives Matter as a means to get votes instead of actually helping people out, actually actually helping the movement out or helping out or helping Black people be in a social, in, a, in the same social, political and economic standing as the wealth, as a wealthy white man on top. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, I, I'll try and I'll try and explain later if I can get it's, my words I would, right. I would actually take that a step further. I would take that a step further. I believe every election cycle, not just Black Lives Matter, but just Black people. Period. They they try to coerce Black people. Period. To voting for them. This isn't just a. This isn't just a Republican thing. This isn't just a Trump thing where you're seeing Trump just like for Trump just say like, I hope that the black community with this and that like black unemployment, like the platinum plan, for example, that's like only two pages. I've read, I've read some of the platinum plans, only two pages. And a lot of it's very, it's not very detailed in my opinion, in the sense that it actually, it just feels like empty promises on paper is what it feels like. And like I said, it's not just a Republican thing, it's also a Democratic thing. Both political parties are guilty of this. Both political parties know the importance of getting a Black vote. We saw that, we saw, we've seen time and time again, Black people literally saving the democracy, literally saving this, the democracy in this country or the remnants of democracy we have. We've seen since we've seen how powerful the black vote is time after time after time again. So of course both political parties are gonna do what they can to coerce black people to vote. So they're gonna say black lives matter. They're gonna say black lives matter. They're gonna say the, the catchiest phrase. They're going to speak a little slang. I'm not sure if you've noticed this, but I know you so if you've noticed this, but they're gonna start, they're gonna speak a little slang when at a when at a black when at a, a black focused event, they're gonna speak some slang. They're gonna speak some. They're gonna try. They're gonna try their best to connect to us to feel that like we're like we're not to feel that we're they're not rather that. <laughs> but like they're what they're trying to say is that we're not outsiders in a way. Like we're not out. They're not outsiders. Like mm-hmm. we're we're just, we're all like we're all trying to do the same thing. I'm says I'm the just as like I'm just you are. You're just like me. Let's make sure. Let's get my let's get myself up the political ladder so I can be your president, vice president, so on and so forth, or mayor, so on and so forth. And then just do nothing. We've, we've seen that, we've seen this. This happens all the time. They make empty promises. Many pol- politicians make empty promises. Many of them do. I'm not saying all, I'm not saying that there isn't a politician that does, that doesn't make an empty promise. I know there, I know there are politicians that back up what they say, but especially on the national stage, and especially with black vote, especially with black votes, they it's easy. It's so easy to just take a hashtag Black Lives Matter, putting on your campaign, mm-hmm. and then make it look like you are you are with the black you are with the black community, truly. That you are truly with the black community. Where it's it's based, where it's basically just like I said, like I've said previously, it's just like being able to tell what's legitimate and what's a facade. 
even if it's even it's a even if it's a black politician, you should you shouldn't just let the fact that it's a black politician mm-hmm. like I mean, you shouldn't let it, the fact that it's a black politician be the reason why you should like go out, but you should like support this person. Like, of course, like they're a black politician. Of course, like of course they're gonna want to help out black community, right? Well, it's just, well, if we go well, if we go back to history, we know that house Negroes were a thing. House Negroes were a thing. House Negroes were since house Negroes were though were the those of us. Those were the sympathizers. Those were the people who, for example, who for example turned in Nat Turner, lead to Nat Turner's death. Those are the people. Those are the, the F, those are the FBI informants, as we'll see in the in the newest movie coming out next month, Judas and the Black Messiah. Those are since those there are since although black since although they are black, that doesn't mean they have the best intentions in mind. We've seen this over and over again on any side of the aisle. We've seen we've seen black conservatives just just completely dismiss the legitimacy of black movements and just criticize and just criticize uh, present day and past and past leaders. We have we have seen black liberals, black people who you think would be with part of the Black Lives Matter movement. Like we've seen black people like exclude black LGBTQ plus issues. And we've seen them exclude the importance of having black women address their address their own unique situations as well. And po- and you know politicians are gonna be like this. Oh this sad and sadly that's just and sadly that really is how that really is how it is. Politicians are are in it for themselves. They want that spot. So what so so whatever way, whatever hashtag, whatever trendy dance, whatever, whatever slang they can utilize to make a connection with black people, they're going to do that. They're going to do that. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's yeah, we've seen all that and it's just crazy how we can't seem to get any like tangible change whenever we, you know, make awareness and do all these things to try and get change, but it never seems to happen. <laughs> um, what would, um, oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> oh, cause I feel like we could even have a discussion about that specifically. Cause like after the George Floyd um, murder, people like the Black Lives Matter movement got really big and people posted things and people hashtagged and people went to rallies and, you know, signed, things like to what's the website change.org change.org where to have all that Mm. but then like a month later like everyone who it seems like like they post the black square and it's like oh this back like i did this it's back to usual Mm -hmm. to usual things like you know like that is that kind of where you're getting at yeah Yeah. you got it yeah yeah huh I mean, Miranda and I were kind of talking about this earlier, but we were um, talking about how, like, if we really want to see any change, we really need to just, like, uproot the entire system. But it's, like, it was really hard for us to, like, wrap our minds around that because you basically have to, like, stop, like, the entire economy and, like, redo everything because everything's so connected and to, like, you know, how white supremacy and, like, you know, all that sort of thing. And it's just all interwoven into, like, the system and like politics and the economic and social conditions and how do you think hmm, do you think there can be any significant change without like any major policy changes or do you think policy changes are a huge part of making sure that change sticks 
I think both. I think both policy. I think both policy based and non policy based oh, like sorry. solutions can be utilized, in a sense. Um, policy wise, like of course, of course, you can utilize policy to invoke like literal change. Like for example, I know the Crown Act has been a big thing. We've been a lot of a lot of people have been talking about lately. But for those who don't know, the Crown Act is. It's, it's, post, it's basically proposing that you can't discriminate people based off of their hair. So, for example, there are there are states, there are many states where I can be fired because of my hair. I have locks. I don't have short. I don't have a short hairstyle, like a striking hairstyle, a European esque hairstyle. So that can get me fired, and that shouldn't be the case. So yeah, in that sense, yeah, policy can definitely be a factor. Of, it can be a factor of legitimate change. But then other ways too. You can't, you, there are other ways besides policy that utilize the change. For example, like education, it's how you educate people. It's how you educate people about these movements, how you educate people about just about, sadly, the, 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 the atrocities that this country has done to us. And I know a lot of people want to keep the idea that America is just this beautiful country, this is this beautiful, perfect country. Well, it's not, it's, it's not, especially when there's a large majority of your large majority of your population being marginalized in multiple ways. So it's not so in that way, no. That way, no, it's not a perfect country. And with and with the non-policy solutions and whatnot, that's where like organizations like BCA, like the organization I'm creating comes in. So we can have more conversations on this. It's having these conversations. It's creating business, creating these black businesses that help out help out all of our black entrepreneurs and help push forward these ideas because some of these business, some of these successful black businesses can also help black movements. They can also help fund black movements. These can be the funding spaces for black movements when big companies might be might be like, yeah, it's a little bit too controversial for us. So these businesses can also help us out as well. So not just with policy, being able to pass things up to the state, the local state and national levels, but it's also starting doing the grassroots work as well. It's, all, it's educating yourself on the words of like of a Malcolm X of the Black Panther Party of a Dr. King, and not the Dr. King we learned in school in public school, but the doc, but the Dr. King from his own words. It's from creating these Black-owned businesses. It's from it's from being able it's from learning about these Black movements, these these grassroots Black movements and what they stand for, and being able to support them. So yeah, there are multiple policy-wise ways that we can help enact real change, and there are multiple. There are many non-policy-based ways that we can get the change that we want. So it's not just like one. We can only do one way or another. We can utilize both ways to help reach a, to help accomplish a common goal. Got it. Got it. Um, you mentioned. Oh, sorry. Did you have a question, Shivani? Okay. You mentioned like education and Malcolm X and MLK. And me and my, my friend the other day had a discussion about how we think education and textbooks and the, the media and stuff kind of whitewashes the movement. Um, and I wanted to see if you had any opinions on that. That's that you you said it you said okay. it yourself it why it why it, it, it whitewashes the movement in multiple ways it whitewashes black figures in multiple ways MLK was way more radical than what we learned on the camp we learned we learned in history class that MLK well he was from the south he had a dream and then they passed the civil rights bill and then racism was all over from there that definitely wasn't the case um, MLK for one 
greatly opposed the war. He greatly opposed the war in Vietnam. He was definitely radical of his viewpoints, especially when it comes to the he definitely comes to the idea of just poverty-based oppression, especially for black people. When he when before MLK died in Memphis, he was supposed to help march with help create, I think it was, I think it was like a poor man's movement or something to just that I might have I might have said the wrong name, but definitely you can definitely do some research on that too. How before he died, he was supposed to help help out this grass this help out this movement for poor people for poor people as well. MLK was MLK was way more radical than, than we think of him as. And the same can be said with being the whitewashing of Malcolm X. Um, Malcolm X created his autobiography because he knew that if he didn't get his own words on paper, if he didn't get his own word on own words in book form, he already he already knew. He even even says in the book that he knows that the country's going to screw his story over. Yeah. To make him mm-hmm. like the bad guy to MLK's supposed good guy. Well, Matt says, well, says, well, Malcolm X, well, that being because Malcolm X was very critical. He was very critical. And to some people, he was very harsh on his critiques of white supremacy. But it was a much needed critique at the time, and it's still a much needed critique to this very day. We can see this with the Black Panthers as well, with the Black Panthers being like being like Malcolm X, they're bad guys. They hated white people and this and that. The Black Panthers didn't hate white people, they hated white supremacy. I guess I'm saying I can say that again as many times as I want to. The Black Panther Party didn't hate white people. They had white people help them out. They had radical white people help them out. One of the key white organizations that were allies to the Black Panther Party were the Students for a Democratic Society. I want to say that's the name of that's I want to say that's the name of the organization. But yeah, they didn't hate white people. They didn't hate white people. They hated the oppressive system that many white people have created. And they weren't just people toting guns, toting guns and open carry protests. They created free breakfast, free education. They were the first, they were the first like nationally recognized organization that actually tackled sickle cell anemia. They actually took sickle cell anemia seriously before the Federal government even took it, saw it as a serious threat, as a serious threat, serious threat. And a sickle cell need was such an important issue, was such an important thing to actually focus on because, well, it affected Black people at a, such a high rate. So the Black Panthers weren't just people who went open carry protests, just open carry protests. They weren't just the attention getters. They didn't just settle on the attention getter. They added the body paragraphs that would lead to a greater conclusion. Those free breakfast programs weren't just there for show. Those were legitimate things to help at to help feed to help feed the youth to feed the youth at the time because they because they knew that the youth weren't going to be able to do well in school if they didn't ha- if they were going there on an empty stomach. So they made sure to have these free breakfast programs, to have these education programs, to have these programs to where they can focus on sickle cell anemia. And help out the community and help out the community as much as possible. They knew they wanted to stay in the black communities in in Oakland, in Los Angeles, in Chicago, New York, Seattle, and all the other chapters as well, because they wanted to be the legitimate force. Stuff. They wanted to be that legitimate organization that actually helped out black people, which they were. And even and even decades later, where we try to whitewash, where our history books try to whitewash them and dismiss them. As just this anti-white organization, organization, we are seeing we are seeing newspapers, articles, books, TED talks about the truth of these movements, 
And it's important that we have, it's important that we tell the truth about these big, about these important people, about these important organizations, and about these important movements. When all of this, when decades pass after the, we have this, excuse me, the podcast, after we have this podcast, decades after this podcast is a, the airs, there are going to be people who who are going to put, who are going to whitewash the Black Lives Matter movement. They're mm. probably going to they're probably going to see it as just an organization or just a hashtag. They're going to see it as a hashtag and not an organization because they don't want to have to think of the fact that the organization was it was uh, the organization was this was or rather the organization was taking these important steps years 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 after we have this. They're going to they're going to whitewash anything. They're going to whitewash anything and everything black and critical to helping out black people to make it palatable to the majority audience mm. i.e white people especially white youth to indoctrinate them on these whitewashed ideas early so that they don't question anything in the future do you think there's a little bit of like trying to avoid white guilt there or do you think it's to hold power or both i think i do i think it's both and i don't even think it's avoiding white guilt they have white guilt if they they're they having they're having white guilt while doing that. They're having they they're feeling white guilt while doing that. That's why they want to whitewash it so they don't have to they don't, so that they don't have to address it. But they are feeling it so that they don't have to address it. They don't have to deal with it at larger doses. And in that sense, that's actually that's making sure that they stay in power. It's making sure that they stay in power. The systems that they have, that that so that the systems that they have created are are put in place are st- put in place. And stay in place that they aren't getting, aren't being taken down. I, I we just I'm I'm seeing that recently that Joe Biden I think it's been reported that Joe Biden is sir is, is is I'm trying to think of the right word for it. It's um uh, is separating his ties with private prisons. I want to hear was a thing he did, and that's to, and that's creating some stars as well because private because the private prisons if because private prisons because pr- the prison industrial complex itself. Having to having to arrest and having to like jail just thousands upon thousands of black men and women, and having these private prisons go by their own way, they, they do their own things, they do whatever the heck they want to do with these people. So that's basically putting them back, telling them to do work, literally enslave, literally enslaving them in modern, enslaving them in modern times. So Joe Biden separating himself from those private prisons was a is a big step, and I commend him for that. He might he might be my he might not be might have been my favorite candidates to run for office, but he should but surely that move that move was something big, something I really did admire. But yes, it's, but yeah, going back to what you said, yeah, it says yes. Yes, that yes, they are trying to avoid white guilt, but they had to have felt that white guilt in order to do to insinuate the actions to well to act like it doesn't exist. It's like when you're a kid and you like you break something, like you break something. And you know your parents are going to get mad. So you, you try and like, like, let's say like, let's just say like, I broke a toothpick, right? Like, let's just say I just happened, I was, I just happened to break this toothpick. I happened to broke it. I know I'm going to get trouble because I broke it. So I'm going to like, act like it isn't broken and just like put it together enough to where, put it together enough and position it in the way that it doesn't look broken. Or like, if someone says like, "Did you break my toothpick?" I'd be like, "No, I'm holding it right here, like I'm holding it right here." But you're holding that spot where it's broken. That's what they're doing with this. That's what they're doing with this. 
they broke they they're they're they broke the product. They broke like this. They broke the toothpick, and they're trying to act like that everything's all said and done. They're trying to like they're trying to repair it. They want to repair it, but they're not actually repairing it. They're just hiding the damn shit they've done. And that's what white and that's what they're doing by whitewashing Black history and Black <laughs> movements and the idea and the ideals and the objectives of leaders of these Black movements, like a Dr. Martin, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. or a Malcolm X or the Black Panther Party. They're 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 doing a lot of damage by just telling by just not telling the full truth, like breaking the toothpick. But instead of actually instead of actually mending it by actually telling the truth, they're just trying to hide it. They're trying to hide it. So instead of like maybe so instead of like actually like trying to put the toothpick back together, they're just holding it. They're just holding the toothpick because after because once I let go of the toothpick, it breaks. They don't want to ha- they don't want to break it again. Exposed and expose, yeah, and expose what they've done to the vat, to the to the entire world. So they're going to try and hold that toothpick together as much as they can, so that it looks like it's so that it looks like it's not damaged, or that it looks like, in our sense, when we're learning about them in history, that it's the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. But in reality, they're trying to their reality they're trying to make it into their own image and that's just exactly like just like i'm trying to do with the two i'm trying to make it look like as if the image of it's not broken in this in the same way that they're trying to make it look like that's those are the those are the actual people the, that that image of dr king with a dream is who dr king was mm-hmm. that metaphor holy oh my look calm majors okay <laughs> wow! Why are you so good at speech? Oh my gosh! Okay, you were like the greatest performer I've ever seen. By the way, I, I think I've told you this before, but you just blow my mind every time you talk. And I'm definitely gonna play this episode like over and over again after this is done. But like this is this has been even so with, great. Even with all the stutters, even with all the stutters and the <laughs> oh, so no, good. it wasn't that bad. Like I understood every word you said, and like cleared things up for me, like just like that. Like dang, wow. <laughs> Oh my goodness. The answer didn't make sense. You actually did. So yeah, honestly, honestly. Um, we are out of time as you might have heard my alarm go off. I'm so sorry. Um, but this has been amazing. Thank you oh my so gosh. much for joining us. Like I honestly thank you. Like <sighs> thank you, thank a, you. That was such a good episode. I am I'm so ha- excited for people to hear that. Thank you so much. No problem. No problem. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm glad, I'm glad that I can well share mm-hmm. my perspective, my, yeah. my best perspective possible about these issues and my opinions on these issues and being able to broadcast the Black Communication Association as much as I can. And this is something that once it's official, it's going to be big. We are, like I said, it's literally maybe less than, less than a week, if not a week away from being official. So I'm really excited to get the ball to get the, the ball rolling and to have these conversations and these discussions, these debates, and these and just have and just create that group, create a safe space to have these places, to have these critical, have these critical ideas and thoughts and discussions. I'm really and I'm really excited for this to get started. And again, thank you very much just for inviting me. This means a lot. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, yeah. Do you have anything you want to say to our listeners before we close up? 
Um, is this well just to well just to actually just take a critical just to take a critical action into helping us out? You should, like I said, just read, read, be willing to discuss, join organizations, hear us out. Don't suppress our voices while trying to help us out at the same time. That's only detrimental to us. Don't try and take over our movements. And yeah, just like just listen to us. Don't don't try and hear us out so they can then insert insert your opinion afterwards. Actually legitimately listen to us. Be critical of the be critical of the companies you buy from, especially if they have Black Lives Matter on their product. If you know that they're not going to help us out, then you stand don't support don't support them. Be critical of politicians. Make sure that make sure that what they say, they, what they say they mean. If they're saying Black Lives Matter, they legitimately push the idea that well, Black Lives Matter, and I'm going to create the tangible solutions so that the world knows. So it's just being, it's just be critical of everything. Be just be critical. And yeah, if you need any help, like advertising the organization once you watch yeah. it, we would be happy to do that. Um, but yeah, do you guys have um, an Instagram? Because we could tag you in the when we post the podcast. We will be we will be creating one real soon, and then okay. I can send you, and then I can like send you like the like the that I can send you the I can send you the account the account. Okay, cool. So you can right. add us on. Cool. All right. So to our listeners, thank you for listening. And if you guys have any suggestions, comments, or feedback, you can email us at farfromnormalpodcast2020 at gmail.com. We have an Instagram at farfromnormalpodcast. There's also a Google form on our Instagram where you can leave questions, comments, and concerns, and it's all anonymous. And it's great. So you guys should follow us. Thank you again, Donovan. This was amazing. Thank you so, so good. much. So good. Thank you very much for having me. Thank right. you all. Thank Love you. you guys. Bye. No problem. Take care.